Mika Kohli presents Around the World. Welcome to Around the World with me, Anamika. This is the show where English is your passport around the world. And today I'm going to go through some facts, some crazy world facts from all around the world. Some crazy things from around the world. So uh, let's have a look at some interesting facts. Let's look at the first one, which is, this is a uh, This is just to remind you what a crazy world we live in. So there are only two places where you can't buy Coca-Cola. I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. There are two places in the world where you can't buy Coca-Cola. So officially, maybe in the black market you can, but officially you can't buy Coca-Cola in North Korea or, of course, Cuba, where they have a long-term, you know, trade embargo. Uh, so there you go. That's a, that's a word that comes from Spanish as well. Embargo, embargo. Uh, we use that word in English thanks to Spanish. It, yesterday and the day before, we were talking about words with different origins. So there you go. That's, that's another one in English that comes from, from Spanish. So in North Korea and Cuba, you can't buy Coca-Cola. Not officially. So if you see one, if you're in Cuba on holiday, I imagine you're more likely to go to Cuba on holiday than North Korea. Uh, if you find yourself there drinking Coca-Cola, hmm. Cuidado. <laughs> be careful. Maybe it's from the black market. It might not be real Coke. I'm trying to think. I, d I don't think I saw Coca-Cola when I was in Cuba. I, I did drink a lot of rum and Coke. Rum and Coke. We always say rum and Coke. Que está mal. Because it's uh, ron cola. Cola is the type of drink. And Coke is obviously the brand name. And we normally say a rum And Coke, we don't say a rum and cola, even though I have to say that would be more correct, especially in Cuba. Uh, so if you have a rum and Coke in Cuba, it's probably with a Cuban Coca-Cola or maybe with Pepsi, maybe with Pepsi. Uh, I can't remember. I can't remember. I need to go back. I, I really want to go back to Cuba. I need to go back to Cuba now to check if they have Coca-Cola or what they had uh, instead of Coca-Cola. But that's uh, the those are the only two places, apparently, in the world where you can't get a Coca-Cola. Hmm. Let's see, what else? Uh, the entire world's population could fit inside Los Angeles. It's pretty crazy if you think of it. So the world's total population is more than 7.5 billion. I think billion in uh, the US, not European billions. And uh, 
that is that is a massive, massive, massive number. But every single person in the world, if we all stood side by side, apparently we could fit within the 500 square miles of Los Angeles. Now that is according to National Geographic. So that's that's my source in case you're questioning. Hmm, no me no me salen los números. That uh, that is who said it. It's not my fault. <laughs> I'm just the messenger here. Let's see more more crazy fact facts. The hottest chili pepper in the world is so hot that it could kill you. I have to say, I like spicy food. I like chili food. So this always scares me. When I'm eating something really hot, uh, especially especially in a Chinese restaurant, when I'm eating something really hot and it gets there to the back of my throat, I think, oi. <laughs> because I know that I think somebody in the UK died from eating a chili pepper. So a guy from the UK if I'm not wrong, wanted to prove that he was really macho and, like, tragically, he died from eating or trying this chili pepper, un picante, un chile picante. And uh, the reason is because there are chilies that can kill you. The weapons-grade dragon's breath chili pepper, uh, which was grown in the UK, could basically burn your airways if you eat this chili pepper. Imagínate, está en Inglaterra. <laughs> so it was grown in England, and if you eat it, it could uh, burn your airways, tu vía respiratoria, your airway, air, like aire, way, like vía o camino, Airway, via respiratoria. Uh, if you eat this chili, pe- chili, chili pepper, it could burn your airways and close them up. And apparently, the person who grew this is, um, somebody who grow, who, who is like somebody that grows things. And he did it with scientists from Nottingham University. And he said he put a little bit of this chili pepper on the tip of his tongue. It's called dragon's breath chili pepper. He put a tiny bit on the tip of his tongue, on the tip of his tongue. And he said it just kept burning. It just absolutely kept on burning. Uh, so on the tip of his tongue. Now, la punta de la lengua. Obviously, we use this to mean literally, la punta de la lengua. And we also have the same expression as you do when you say, está en la punta de, lo tengo en la punta de la lengua. I have it on the tip of my tongue. So if something, if you can't remember a word, if you can't recall a word, you can say in English, ah, it's on the tip of my tongue. It's on the tip of my tongue. We do the same thing. We use the same expression as you do. It's on the tip of my tongue. So this uh, this crazy guy grew this pepper 
this chili, chili pepper, uh, and he was with scientists. And the reason he developed this pepper, because I know you're thinking, para qué? Qué necesidad? <laughs> Why? Why would you make a pepper that you can't eat because it's so hot? Well, it turns out that the chili was initially developed to be used as a medical treatment because it's an anesthetic that can basically numb the skin. So that's that's the purpose of it. Uh, es para adormecer um, la piel. So it's an anesthetic. Es para dormir, hacerlo dormir, basically. So it's to numb the skin. Now, this is quite a, a, an, a good verb because it's very different to the Spanish. So we say to numb, numb, N U M B, adormecer o anestesiar o entumecer, I think. This is, this is what the internet says. And in English, we say to numb something, to insensibilizar algo, to numb something. N U M B, but be careful, we don't use the B. We don't pronounce the B. So you say, I have to numb my hand. So they numbed my hand before they injected me. Or they, they numb, they numbed my ear before they pierced it. So to numb, it, that's what it means. And, uh, that's why he was producing this or growing this chili pepper. And I'm not sure if that's the one that killed somebody, but it might be. Somebody tried to eat it and they died. I'm not sure if it's the same one, but yeah, this, uh, there seems to be some obsession with chili peppers in England. <laughs> I'm not sure why. Uh, chili peppers, crazily, and I, I think I've said this before, chili peppers, the, the chili actually came from Mexico and it traveled to Europe with uh probably with the Spanish or the Portuguese they took it to Europe and then they took it to India i think it was the Portuguese they took it to uh they took it from Mexico or Latin America to Europe and then to India maybe the English took it to India in fact and today of course it's a huge you know, staple in, it's an essential in Indian cooking, but actually the chili pepper originated, originated in Mexico. Uh, and it's funny because I've spoken to a Mexican chef and he actually told me that he thought it had come from India the other way round. So, uh, it was, you know, transported by the Europeans, but it originated in Mexico. There's another fun fact for you. Uh, now, let's have a look at another fact. I, this is my favorite, I think, because I had no idea. Let's see if you did. The Canary Islands, Las Islas Canarias, the Canary Islands. Now, be careful here with pronunciation. I know it's very difficult, but it's así. The Canary, not Canaria, the Canary Canary, como el pájaro, the Canary Islands, sin la S, 
y con la S al final, pero sin la S entre media. So the Canary Islands, land like tierra and I, island, I like ojo. That's the pronunciation, the Canary Islands, the Canary Islands, las Islas Canarias, remember it's plural in Spanish as well and in English, the Canary Islands, and vais a flipar, uh, you're going to be in shock, that's how we say flipar, you go, you're going to be shocked <laughs> with what I'm going to tell you, I was shocked. The Canary Islands are named after dogs, not birds. So the Canary Islands are called the Canary Islands, not because of canary birds, which I have to say, I've always thought, uh, well, I haven't seen any canary birds in the Canary Islands. And it's because the location was named, está nombrado por, o se llama así por, it was named after dogs. Because... <laughs> Uh, the area's name is Islas Canarias, which comes from the Latin phrase Canariae Insule, which is island of dogs. If you think about it, um, can <laughs> is a dog. Uh, so that's why Canary, the Canary Islands are named after dogs. And here was me and maybe you thinking, well, probably if you're from the Canary Islands, you knew this. But there was me thinking that it was named after the bird, the canary bird. No tiene nada que ver. So it's named after dogs. I have to say, it's quite funny because when I went to Lanzarote, it's true that I saw lots of dogs. <laughs> lots and lots of stray dogs and lots of cats. So uh, it makes sense now. It makes sense. The Canary Islands. Uh, so named after dogs. I was very excited by that. Maybe everybody knows except for me in Spain. Uh, I'm going to start asking people now to see, to see if you already knew that or not. Uh, let's look at the next fact of the day in case you're like, see, sí, cuéntame algo nuevo. Tell me something I don't know already. Uh, Indonesia is home to some of the shortest people in the world. So there's short people and tall people everywhere. I think if you go to Amsterdam or the Netherlands in general, they have, the Netherlands have the tallest people. The tallest people in the world live in the Netherlands, statistically speaking. And it's true. When I went to Amsterdam, I couldn't get served at uh, at the bar. I mean, I couldn't get a drink because nobody could see me because they were always looking up because everybody was really tall. Everybody was really tall, women and men, when I was in Amsterdam. And I was with a group of my friends and we're all, I mean, I'm one of the smallest, but we're all quite short except one of my friends who is really, really tall in England. And she, uh, you know, she's maybe 180, 180, something like that. And she was short in Amsterdam. So everybody was really, really tall. It's, um, it's true. It's true. So there's short people and tall people everywhere. But Indonesia is apparently home to some of the shortest people 
in the world, according to data uh, that they, they, they took from a few different sources. Uh, now, people in Bolivia are apparently kind of the second shortest. So people in Bolivia tend to be uh, or tend to have an average height of five feet, 2.4 inches. Now, remember in English, we talk about feet and inches when we're talking about height, which is very confusing. Uh, but I'm going to try and convert more or less the amount uh, that I just mentioned. So basically we're saying that people in Bolivia are more or less 158 centimeters. Vamos a practicar los números. 158 centimeters. 158 centimeters. 158 centimeters. Remember, you need to say and between 100 and the 10. 158. So that's the average height of a Bolivian, 158 centimeters. Now, on the other end of the scale, in the Netherlands, so as I said, los países bajos, in the Netherlands, the average height is 183 centimeters. 183 centimeters is the average. So if you're 183 you're not tall, uh, you're not the tallest, and you're not the shortest, you're average. That's the norm. Uh, so you can imagine, most people were like, I don't know, nearly 190 when I went to the Netherlands. It was very difficult for me. I, just to, just to clarify, <laughs> just to clarify here, I am actually, uh, let me work it out. I'm a hundred and... 161, 162 centimeters. It depends on the day. <laughs> 161 centimeters. Between 161 and 162. 161, 162. 161 or 162 centimeters. Somewhere in between. And, uh, yeah, that's why I, I think it's great to be short. I consider myself average here in Spain, uh, but I think it's nice to be short, especially if you're a woman, because you can wear heels and, you know, change your height. If you're tall, you can't become shorter. So I think it's better. <laughs> it's better to be my height. That's, that's what I think. Uh, let's see. So there you go. Height. Now remember, if you want to ask somebody, cuanto mides? We don't say, what is your length? We say, how tall are you? How tall are you? How tall is your boyfriend? How tall is your girlfriend? How tall are your parents? Remember, it's how tall and then the verb to be. We don't say, how much do you measure or something like that. No, no, no. It's always, how tall are you? Now, in cambio, whereas in, uh, when we're talking about weight, we say, how much do you weigh? Cuanto pesas? So it's quite difficult in English to ask these questions because 
We have one way of saying one and another of saying another. Qué, qué, qué horrible. It's a very difficult language. Uh, let's see. So you have, how tall are you? ¿Cuánto mides? How much do you weigh? ¿Cuánto pesas? How much do you weigh? Weigh. And remember, weigh is like camino. Weigh. That's how you say um, pesar. Pesar is to weigh. Se escribe diferente, but the pronunciation, the important thing is the pronunciation, and it's how much do you weigh? Not weight. Weight, que suena como espera, weight, is el peso. No es el verbo. So be careful with that, because I think it's quite confusing for everybody uh, when you're learning to speak in English. So it's very, very confusing. Uh, now, let's see. There are only, speaking of the different systems that we use. So as you know, in, Engl in England, we did use the imperial system, but now we use the metric system which is the same as you guys, centimeters, kilos, that exists in England, but they changed it when, I mean, just after me, I think, they started to change it. So n new people <laughs> in England, younger people, younger generations, understand the metric system, which is centimeters and kilos. Uh, so do people my age. And, you know, it's changed and it's changing. But, but... Uh, before we used a different system, which is why you might hear people from England or from the UK using strange measurements like feet and inches. So nowadays we use both. But uh, when we talk about height, we tend to use the old one. It's like when you had pesetas <laughs> and then you changed to euros. It's a uh, It's confusing at the beginning, but it, it is slowly changing, but it's changing very, 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 very slowly. Uh, now, there are three countries in the world that don't use the metric system, and England is not one of them. So, as I said, the UK, the United Kingdom, Reino Unido, is changing, has been changing, and at school, uh, they use the metric system when they think, when they talk about things like length or mass. So, es igual. Uh, if you're thinking about sending your children to school in England, they, there's no problem. There are three countries that don't use the metric system, and those are Liberia, Myanmar, and the United States. And the United States, obviously, it's, it's a very big one. So, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> it's it's worth well if you go to the United States be careful you're going to need to use a different measurement now I'm talking of course if about if you need to go to live in the United States you don't need to worry if you're on holiday but if you're going to live there or if you want to send your children there to school just remember to get a conversion app on your phone uh, let's see another strange fact from the world. Let's see if we can find one uh, one more very quickly. Ooh, let's see. Which one which one can I can I leave you with before we go? Uh, let's see. So the last strange fact from around the world is are you ready for this? The longest place name on the planet is 85 letters long. So the longest 
name of a place is 85 letters long. I wonder how on earth they can pronounce this. And of course, where is this place? Take a guess. <laughs> uh, let's see. Where, where do you think it is? Uh, well, the longest place name in the world is actually in New Zealand. So, uh, I'm not going to try and pronounce it. Obviously, there is no point. Uh, I don't think we even have time for me to try <laughs> and pronounce it, but it's in New Zealand and I'm presuming it's from, uh, Maori, Maori, because when I was in New Zealand, it was really hard for me to find, you know, to try and find a lot of places <laughs> or to pronounce a lot of places because of the original Maori names of these places. So it's, uh, it's something that's quite funny when you're there, when you go on a tour in New Zealand of any of the cities. It's actually really funny because they, sometimes the, the tour guide, if you go to a Maori place, will ask you to try and pronounce the name. It's really, really difficult, but 85 letters. That's the longest one in New Zealand, the longest place name in the world. And that's all we have time for. So keep exploring the world, keep exploring English, and don't forget your passport. Si te quedaste fuera en la anterior convocatoria del Daytown en Barcelona, tenemos la solución más Daytown. Infórmate en eventos en grupobaugan.com. ¿Nunca te preguntaste por qué en Mary Poppins cantaban la píldora que os dan mientras que los niños tomaban jarabe? Pues porque la canción estaba mal traducida y en realidad decían medicina, no píldora. Y sí, te enteras ahora, a tus años. Si no quieres que a tus hijos les pase lo mismo, apúntales a Baugan Junior, una manera diferente y divertida de aprender inglés. Por fin, el método que ha ayudado a miles de personas adaptado a las necesidades de los niños. Aprenderán inglés, pero también a superarse y a esforzarse viviendo una experiencia divertida. Y podrán ver las películas y las series en su versión original. Infórmate en el 911335832. Do you Baugan? Tus hijos no 